Today's host is two cousins that chose to explore different energy modalities and now make these teachings into their life work of energy medicine. They both have Reiki as a foundation to their energy practices, and we will work to explore their journey today. One of them is newly starting on their step into their energy practice of medicine, while another one's been kind of doing this for about 15 years. I hope today's conversation shows you that no matter where you're at on your path, you can change directions to enrich your life. You're not stuck in where you are. If something's coming up and you're being drawn to it, I'm hoping this will show you, hey, grasp on and go for the ride. Welcome my cousin, Christy Burdett. She is one of the few people that I will allow to do Reiki on me. She has a beautiful relationship with this life force energy and listens without questioning to what part of the energetic field needs to work on. She is a Reiki master that incorporates the featherway, crystal healing, and so much more. Welcome, Christy. I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you. Me too. Stuff I wanted to kind of touch on is our ancestral link with intuitiveness. So many family members in our family that are intuitive, psychic, mediums, whatever you want to call it. I know both of our grandpa and grandma both could see ghosts because they would tell me stories all the or she would tell me stories all the time about what they would see and sense spirit. And we all know after talking, grandma had something down in her basement. Regardless of what our parents say, we knew that there was something down there because we'd go down there and run up the stairs. We were like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going there, right? Right. Not (laughs) only that, but I'm not going in that spot. So I know she knew that and sensed that. And so she, for me, I knew she could sense those things in me because she would tell me stories of how when she was younger, she could see and sense things, how she saw certain family members when they crossed and really helped me feel like I wasn't weird because it scared the crap out of my mom. Right. And so for her, I'm always grateful because I really feel she was one of the ones that helped lay this foundation. And I also think she really knew it was in our bloodline, honestly. After we've come out more out of what I call the spiritual closet, because <laughs> we came really strict Catholicism, Catholic. We all even went to Catholic school. And so kind of stepping out of that comfort zone, we really had to learn where we're at with this and how that mends with what we're doing now, correct? Correct, absolutely. With coming from a family intuitives and out of this closet of intuitives, how have you found that as a challenge for you really stepping into who you are now? Um, one of the, I guess one of the biggest challenges that I've had is that my immediate family they're have they're still having a hard time understanding what I do and if it's not the science and they can't see it touch it taste feel whatever they don't understand it they call it my woo woo (laughs) yeah I literally when I was in nursing they called me the woo woo nurse they go we can't explain it just work with her it changes stuff (laughs) right to me that's a compliment Mm -hmm. when we hear woo woo that means we're connected to a different level, not just this physical plane. We're connected to the energetic and spiritual plane in a deeper way that they can't understand. They need science, so much science to prove that. But what now is coming forth is the science is now starting to back up our 
woo-woo-ness. And I love it with the quantum physics and quantum mechanics and going to epigenetics. They're starting to see that plasma field, what we talk about, what we connect to in that universal web. So I hope they are more open into receiving that because we're from the same family. My mom, when I was littler, I saw our Aunt Dorothy came to me and gave me a message for my mom to say, you know, tell her I'm going to be okay. I love you guys, but I'm crossing over. But man, when I told my mom, it was like, Ooh, like hell gates broke open and it literally shut down my intuitiveness because her fear and anger at that message versus it being really heartfelt and receiving that it put her into a complete place of fear and then that shut me down for quite a long time did you have any experiences as a child too like that or similar the only thing, well, my sister and I both had an incident when we moved down into the basement where the devil would be at the end of our beds laughing at us. So mom had to take the holy water and clear what we now call clear the basement to get rid of it. But other than that, I don't believe so. I just kept it to myself. No. Yes. You didn't share it with a lot. No. I didn't either, too. The times that I did share it as a child, I was kind of looked at like I was weird and different. And it wasn't until I gave myself permission to let this be openly and freely expressed. And it was my children that allowed me to do that. Because my children came into this world so turned on and so connected, I could not deny it. I could not turn a blind eye to it. And it made me have to go into a place to help my children understand it and have to work on my own intu intuition to help them. So what was your turn of the switch moment? Like you're like, okay, I can no longer keep this hidden, that I need to be out in the open with this and flow with this energy. I've always known I had this, but what I think really turned it around is I was having a very difficult time at work and I needed to change the way I was thinking and the directions my energy was going. And once I did that, it was miraculous on how things started to really flow and happen. And shift. It's just, it shifted that anger and resentment and that lower energies to something higher of I'm above this. I can step into different energy with it, and it's no longer being anchors for me. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Both of us are Reiki masters, right? Yes. You recently just got your master, so congratulations. Thank I'm you. so proud of you. I was like, woo, yeah. For me, Reiki is a foundational tool in any of this energy work, no matter what you're doing. For me, Reiki brings in that universal life force. And let me tell you guys a little bit of Reiki is. So Reiki is a Japanese technique that works with the universal life force energy and other subtle energies that balance our biofield. Our biofield, there's our chakras, our meridians our auric field and also those we have when i said subtle energies those are the the energetic clogs we can get or what i call the energetic dust bunnies that we can take on from others or even our feelings being manifested in a different way into our energetic field because we're not expressing them the way that they need to reiki energy comes from the universal life force energy and power which exist on a higher dimension than the physical world we're familiar with. Hear that again. It exists on the higher dimension than this physical realm. It flows into the top of our chakra, through our body, and out through the practitioner's hands, which is called laying of hands. You can hear different things. You hear healing hands, laying of hands, different modalities use different things with the way they do. But when you look at your hands, you have 
your hand chakras there and they literally connect straight into your heart chakra so i'm not surprised that's where the energy comes out of it connects that person to their own life force energy did you hear that their own life force energy it's that higher being that higher energy of who they are and it flows through them and it clears out that energy stagnation the word reiki is made up of two japanese words rei which means god's wisdom or the higher power and key which is life force energy so reiki is actually spiritually glided life force energy wow right wow doesn't that always give you goosebumps when you hear the definitions of like the symbols and Reiki itself? Yes, I do. Yeah, I embrace it. For me, I've actually did two certifications of the master class. And because my first teacher, I just had, it left a weird feeling for me. So I had to clear that out and re, I literally redid the whole master class. Yes, I know I'm over the top, right? (laughs) No, that's wonderful. No, I had to clear the slate and do it because I didn't want that experience to taint the medicine for me. And so I redid it. And so I've done the master level two times, people. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I needed to do to shift the energy for me. First heard of Reiki, I'm going to tell you, I was one of those skeptics. I was one of those people of, yeah, right. Like universal life force energy through our hands, come on. And then after going through the class and feeling the energy and feeling it flow in through my body, you will never see me a skeptic again. Never. So what made you drawn to actually Reiki itself? You know, I've always been the healer. My my chiropractor would show me acupressure points and or show me just other things, and I would take them to somebody else. Oh, I know how to help you out with this. And then with all the stuff that was happening at work, I was like, oh, here's a good thing to go into. You know, I always help people. Let's see where further I could help people. Did the classes, did a lot of Reiki share classes, which were amazing. And then I started out... So you get a bunch of people together and share. share. Yeah. So you all work on one person together, times up next person. Woohoo. Oh, I love that. Because I think that is, is really important to do, literally. Because um, when I first started coming out on Reiki, I would do free sessions. And because I was learning, I, you know, I didn't have this huge community to share it with yet because I was literally just coming out of that <laughs> psychic closet and, you know, having to get my family and friends kind of even used to the ideas. So I would do free sessions so I could learn to work with the energy and how did it feel in their fields, their bodies, and what did I have to work on for myself it was always a learning lesson because people don't ever understand too when you're giving reiki you're receiving reiki yes you are yes (laughs) and reiki lasts in your body five to seven days people five to seven days after a treatment and i always say it's like the rotor rooter of what we need to work on (laughs) seriously rotor rooters deep down and then you know if there's some stuff and I'll give an example of one of my experiences for my own healing is I kept being stuck on why I couldn't move forward with something and I can't even remember what that was now but it was like years seeing different practitioners and all these other pieces and finally when I did Reiki and I asked and set the intention to really show me where this block is coming from boom is right there in my face and then I had to go through the healing process of working on it and shifting it but what I love about Reiki it's very gentle it's never harsh it's never in your face 
kind of spiritual work that sometimes you can deal with with some other experiences. For me, at least for me, it's very gentle and loving. And I feel it's very non-judgmental. Yes, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. With the Reiki sharing, do you still do that at all? Do you still have certain people that you do shares with at all? Just curious. Not Well, obviously not in the last year, but yes. Yes, when they have them, I'm like, okay, let's do this. And it's a lot of fun because it helps you build your confidence too, going, I am not crazy. I saw those words in front of my head. They directed me there. Okay, I'm, I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I like to use a different word <laughs> that my intuitiveness is highlighting and lighting up. There but go. there's sometimes that you do, people don't realize when you are on the spiritual crap, um, path and you're going through this a part of awakening to that process, that there are times that you can feel you're going a little wackadoo or off-centered and off-balance. I remember the first time my true psychic awareness came fully back on versus when I was a child. And I could sense everything. And it was so overwhelming. I felt like I couldn't even leave the house. I couldn't even function because I felt everything. Everything. And then I had all these ghosts outside my house. I was like, oh my God. And the thing is, it was about finding the right teacher to guide me. That's what was the issue. And, yes. you know, finally I had a mentor saying, hey, you know you can put boundaries with this. You know you can tone this down a little bit. Turn your dial down. What? Do what? Okay. And so I did a lot of teachings and classes with that person. And it really did help me get centered. It taught me how to put boundaries, especially with the mediumship. Because we would just have ghosts walking through the house and the kids are like running down the hall. (laughs) I have to share one funny story. I'm not kidding. This one was the funniest story. We were at, we literally had a family like gathering. We were all down in um, my, I have a tri-level house and we were down in the main level, kind of just gathering, talking. And all of a sudden you see my son, he was about 10 or 11 come running down the hallway butt naked and I'm like what are you doing well I guess what happened when he was in the shower the razor turned lifted and turned towards him and then dropped to the ground and then when he opened up the shower curtain the word hi was written in the mirror (laughs) (laughs) he was needless to say I was saging that night but that was, you know, I have so many funny stories of that. And that was before I knew how to really set boundaries with spirit. And now they're only allowed to come in an hour before my sessions and any other time unless it's an emergency contact for me to help that person I'm working with. Otherwise, they're outside. They got to wait. They got to clock in when I'm clocking in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did you have any similar experiences as you were starting to kind of navigate into this spiritual thing? I, I had uh, my friend's house has a lot of activity and I had one follow me home and we, we, we had a serious discussion as I was kicking it out. And then my biggest thing was is they wouldn't let me sleep. I was, I would three o'clock in the morning, I'd be yelling, just let me sleep. And I'd sleep. <laughs> I wanted to sleep at 11, not three. <laughs> And what people don't realize is that is a perfect time for spirit and not just like mediums, but I'm talking your spirit guides, your angels and all that. Because guess what, guys, when you're in that sleep state, your brain is quiet. It's quiet for you to receive those messages. It's quiet for you not to dismiss it of like, oh, that's just the cat or the dog or the weather or the house creaking. No, 
you are more clear to receive that information. They call it the witching hour from midnight to 6 a.m. There's reasons for that. Yeah, and there is. <laughs> and when I worked as a hospice nurse, I'm going to tell you most of my deaths happened between the witching hour, between that midnight and 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I had some fun stories with some of the hospice spirits as we were helping cross people <laughs> over. So where do you think your turning point was for you to explore alternative healing? And I know you mentioned with work, but was there other things in your life or other things that kind of built up? I know for me, it was not only to help um, one of my children that came in so intuitively connected. He was this. He was so scared to live in our own house. He, we, we had a haunted house. I'm sorry. We even had Rocky Mountain Paranormal come in do an investigation in our house. And literally, when they came, we had these three psychics come in, and they were like, "Well, it's just not him. It's you too. What? It's who? What?" <laughs> and he really led me into this. I've always been what I called the spiritual in the closet. I always read books on chakras, angels, different energy teachings, but I never talked about it to even my family or friends. I kept it very secluded into myself. And when I stepped out of my spiritual closet is when I just got really sick one time, just really sick, was getting migraines and they were telling me I was going to have to go on disability. And my friend, I know I can share the story because I always share it. She just lost her dad. Um, Susie just lost her dad. And I said, well, let's go share a psychic reading. I'll go see what's going on with these migraines and you can have communication with your dad. And sure enough, we were in session and she, her dad came in just as like what he needed to do. And then what happened too is I was given information. She goes, well, you're psychic. You're not letting the energy flow. That's why you got migraines. I'm not psychic. Are you kidding me? She goes, yeah, come take a class and we'll open this up. And sure enough, it's never been the same since. <laughs> this is reminding me who had a big part of me starting that. Your dad. Yes, your dad. Because um, I literally called the psychic. They were on like the phone, like radio station. And I called and who came in big time with your dad. And so that's what led me to this reader that eventually helped my friend and me moving on to the spiritual journey. So I always thank your dad because I believe he is one of the ones that kind of pushed me onto this path. Yep. Okay. Do you feel like he ever comes in for you too? Oh, every now and then I, I he does, yeah. It's, you know, like the swift kick in the rump. So <laughs> like, come on, get moving. Yeah, pretty much. Where do you feel like fear has kept you from meeting your true potential with either this work or learning different other modalities? So learning the different modalities, I'm I'm open for that. I don't have an issue. And, and it seems like when I do start learning, it, it just flows. It's just, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. The fear part is that it's all in your head, that it's you think you can do this or this is happening and it's all in your head and then do you believe any of our religion how we grew up with some of our religion has anything to do with any pieces of that it could i've put a lot of that past me i mean it's a great foundation but i've i left that a long, long time, time ago. ago well that's good for me i felt like it brought and activated rituals for me and okay, I can see that. yeah for rituals and how important song 
mm-hmm. is with with stuff so there's always pieces and i'm always grateful because everything to me is a foundation of where i'm at now and so even with those other pieces and even maybe something that i don't actively do right now it's a it's a part of my story it's a part of our story right and part of our journey of where we're at so when you were looking at reiki what actually drew you because there's so many different modalities out there there's like it's we're literally a drop in the bucket i always say i'm gonna have to have like a thousand lifetimes even touch on some of the stuff and even then it won't be enough right so what what might the the modality that i did was reiki with a shamanic twist and of course we go back to the shamans to the american indians and whoever it was and that's always fascinated me that was a big part for me in which modality i chose so it's the basics but it has a little extra something there with it oh i love shamanic mind stuff i always say is the men as a blend of the shamanic and angelic together. So I always imagine one of my spirit guides as a big tribal angel. That is, when, when you look at shamanism, it's so based on earth energy. It's so based and connected to her energy, plant medicine, animals, even the planet medicine, the stars, star seeds, and, and then how does that connect to us? And so I love that. That's I'm the same way. Yeah. You know, like after doing, you know, drum, when I heard drumming for the first time, I literally wanted to cry because I knew that was home. Mm-hmm. I knew that was a place I needed to explore. Yep, I agree. So what do you feel has been the biggest challenge exploring this new direction? My, I, I'm going to say my biggest challenge is time. You know, I have to work the eight-hour, nine-hour day shift and get home tired. And that that is my biggest challenge is time. And, of course, my little vacations that I take here and there. <laughs> that was another piece. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's actually one of my questions. Because you love to travel. Travel is literally in your blood. You have gypsy, what I call a gypsy soul. Yes. Like if, if Christy could be traveling, she would. She'd be going around the whole earth and just be checking in with us when she could. But I would. <laughs> unfortunately, we're in a human world and a human experience and have to have jobs and money to do that. I know there's some creative people out there that have found that to make that their job. So I commend you. That's amazing. How do you feel now like stepping in, connecting in this different way in this new learning with the shamanism, the Reiki and your other modalities that you've learned has made you look at travel differently? You know what? It hasn't made me look at it differently. It may be just a little bit more open minded to see what's out there and to look for for what we can see and I mean there was a there was a castle that was in England and I was like oh I can't do the, where the torture chamber the prison was I'm like can't do it. ain't going in there Psh, out <laughs> <laughs> no we're not playing did it have worse energy than the downtown ghost tour we did yes oh yeah I mean crazy me it was like oh it'll be fun to take my clients and everybody on ghost tours downtown thinking it was just ghosts oh no we were dealing with lower demonic energy and i was freaking out people let me tell you the whole time i was working putting up protection and clearing people and you know there were some people that were crazy enough to challenge some of that because they didn't believe it and then i had to do deeper extractions later on 
I got I got hit. I'll admit it. I got hit. I was like, whoa, where's the wall? I'm going to fall down any second now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, yes, I always tell them to warn me before we go into even land, especially land. People don't understand, like, how strong, like, especially if it's connected natively somehow. Mm-hmm. You can't clear that stuff. I don't care what you do. You always, what I've ended up always having to do is some kind of, alter gratitude and that they have to do something consistently to the land and letting the spirits know they're safe that they're okay. going to respect the land that's one of the energies i've never been able to kind of i'm like sorry you're you're this these are your neighbors but we can appease them so they're nice nice neighbors and not and not ones yeah. drumming in your room at four in the morning yelling at you but yeah we can do that <laughs> and that's what i love too is like both of us have an understanding of this lower energy, yes. right? We are one of the few healers out there that, I don't want to say challenge, that releases its bonds in whatever person they're working with or in their home to give it back to the earth. And it's one that, for me, I feel can cause a lot of ha- havoc in one's life because you always know when one's getting ready to come up, right? Yes, yes. Like, you do that. Ugh. Do the, I do the yuck thing. And, like, tons of protection, too. Absolutely, yes. I've gotten, you know, other teachers and people, oh, you do too much protection. And I'm like, I work on the dimensional realms. Are you kidding me? No. And to me, that's limited thinking of only thinking in the physical world versus the dimensions and layers that we could be working with. Yes, I've done I've done some of that myself and doing dimensions, realms, past, future. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing. It, it it actually is very amazing what you see and what you hear and what and what happens. Yeah. To me, I'm just going to tell you any listeners just don't play with the Ouija board, especially with Halloween around the corner. They are not toys. I can't tell you how many house clearings I've had to go on with those Ouija boards or at least learn the proper way to guard them and protect so what you're communicating with is from that higher energy that higher dimension is there anything that you would like to share with others about when you're starting out on a new path at all like anything any advice you would like to give anyone the only thing i would say is to get with like-minded people and it will help you develop yourself further and you can bounce ideas off and whatever you see whatever happens you can bounce it off of people and they don't give you the crazy look. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm especially with people that it, it's great about learning. We're, we're in this place on earth that has so many different modalities, so many different energy medicines, so many different ways to practice and to connect to the energy. But if you're ever working with a teacher or a group that says they're way is the only way i'm going to tell you to kind of be cautious and aware you know spirit menace like snowflakes we're meant to have a unique individual expression even with our medicines christy's medicine even though it's very similar it looks very different than my expression and it's meant to be that spirit spirit purposely made us to be different reflections and different perspectives. And and we're not all cookie cutters, guys. And this is the same when it comes to spirituality, right? Absolutely, yeah. I always tell my students or whoever I'm working with, if it doesn't resonate with you, 
leave it leave it there and take what does and then build from that and don't ever ever let someone tell you that your medicine is wrong different not right anything like that that's not your peeps people nope you want the ones to build you up not tear you down there is learning and there's a difference between harsh criticism and criticism to teach when it's the criticism to teach you don't come away feeling shame you don't come away feeling like oh what happened i just got beat up um have you experienced that with the teacher at all you know what i did i had i was helping somebody out and all of a sudden she was like no do it this way and the minute she said that I was done. I was completely shut down. I lost everything. And I was like, I was doing it my way. And that was what resonated with me, not your way. It was a little, I don't want to say damaging, but it was a little... Disconnecting, right? Yeah, disconnecting. I was a little bummed about it. Yeah, I've had experience of mine own too, but I also believe each of them, the two teachers that pushed me in a different way of whether it was blocking me or saying something should look like this when it wasn't my expression really pushed me into a new direction of where I needed to be and so I'm always thankful for those lessons there and then as you move into a teacher eventually which you're doing now I know (laughs) you will also carry that with you of how you were taught and what was resonated with you and what didn't And one of the things I also want to say, you're a big crystal collector like me. Yes, I have definitely turned into the crystal collection. I'm like, okay, just stay off the phone, stay off the TV, don't look at anything. But yes, I am really starting to collect my crystals. It was the weirdest thing when I first started getting into it. I was at a metaphysical store and I was looking at all the rocks and crystals and I reached across a bunch of them to grab one and I could feel all the heat. I was like, well, hello. Okay, I guess this is a yeah, sign. you're coming home with me. <laughs> right, and I'm not sure which all ones it was, I literally okay. just sit there and go, okay, who wants to come home with me? And I'll, the one will sing to me. I'm like, oh, yay, <laughs> you're coming home. And now what's great is I got my husband into it. So now I don't get the restrictions on how much I can spend on a rock. <laughs> I appreciate you coming today, Christy. I hope our listeners out there can listen to some bits and pieces of this and realize, yes, starting a new path can be at times scary and fearful, but it also brings amazing connections to new people, deeper connections like it did with us as being family members. And I also feel like it's actually raised our awareness of, because Christy's not the only one. We have another cousin, Callie, that's stepping into her energy medicine as well. And so our family cannot deny this. They cannot shove us all back in the closet even if they wanted to but I also feel like it's brought in an awareness to our family and made them have different views and different perspectives I think our cousins some of our other cousins are finally starting to go whoa there's something going on here there's something oh yay I'm happy to hear that that's so exciting see you see I mean even learning new stuff new perspective new ways I honestly believe it's brought in more compassion into our family instead of going to such a place of judgment anymore they're now opening and listening and saying hey 
what do you feel here? Where before they used to be like, no, don't say that. <laughs> and now they're asking us, what do you get? What do you receive? What, do you, what are you feeling? And that is one way is like it can bring things together. My children are no longer afraid of this. It's open and they can express it. One will still will shout it from the rooftop, my mom's psychic. The other one just says, oh, my mom's hippie. So it all <laughs> depends on their comfort level, but it's at least out in the open. It's not hidden anywhere. And that's what also that I love, that we're completely out there and we get to be us. And I'm excited because Spirit has shown me as you're getting closer to retirement, ladies and gentlemen, we're like um, dancing a little dance party over here that she really fully gets to step into this energy work and how that's going to look for others. I can't wait personally. <laughs> so I wish you guys all well and I hope you go down a rabbit hole of adventure and you know follow that right rabbit. If there's something you want to explore, go take that class even if it's online right now. Reach out, reach out and do meetup. Do other ways of exploring. And if it doesn't fit, guess what? You're not stuck there. You can just try and say, oh, nope, that's not for me, and I can move on. May you guys have a great and wonderful fall as we're stepping into the fall equinox. It may have passed already, but just like the leaves are shedding what no longer serves them, I hope you do as well. Namaste, everyone.